0: Hey girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. Oh my gosh! We're, Hello, we're fucking back. Setting up for this podcast today was a shit show. It's, <laughs> what time is it? It's twelve thirteen, and my brother got here at nine with a grumpy little attitude because <laughs> we woke he was him up ready so to early. Go. But, but thank God you did, or it would have pushed further into the day. See, we got to think positively, bro. Just yeah. let the weed. <laughs> give you ease i don't know but uh yeah it's been a while since you two since you two wow i'm high (laughs) welcome to two girls one blunt i'm your co-host emily (laughs) and i am jamie lee (laughs) i thought you were gonna say and i am high i i my brain what's happening we smoked the freeze pipe bong do you see this fucking monster Uh, cock of a fucking bong This shit got me super high. I feel like I should take another hit. (laughs) Should I? I'm never going to say no. Okay. But what I meant to say was you guys haven't heard us solo, dolo in a while, like eight episodes. Yeah. It's shit. It felt like just yesterday we recorded all these episodes and now they're already gone and they're all, they're all coming out. I hope you guys like them. We had some great guests on fucking Randy. Everyone was hilarious. We had really quality guests. I want to know what your favorite episode was from that like eight drop that we just did. From Churdly's. Tehran was fucking hilarious. I think Churley's was super cool and I said it in that episode, but I was like, this is a moment for me because when I was like super depressed and like a life that I hated, like working to try to like break out of a cycle, I was watching YouTubers make comedy videos and I was like, I want that. I want a crew that does that. I want friends who like want to build something with me. And I also wanted to be a part of his videos. And so it was kind of just like a moment where I got to say, like, I'm proud of you, Jamie, because having him on the podcast, like we built up enough of a relationship over a year since meeting him and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. He's such a nice dude. He's super cool. And yeah, I'm proud of us. (laughs) So it was like a, a full circle moment. Yeah. We've had a lot of those recently. So many, like every week, (laughs) every week. Something reminds me and I'm like, God damn it. I'm the fucking shit. (laughs) Here we go again. We are the badasses. We are. Sometimes we forget it, though. Yeah, because this is a cruel fucking world. It's insane. Especially like influencer model. Miami, L.A. life is fucking dog eat dog cutthroat. Oh, God, it's so fucking hard, man. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I cry about it because my feelings get hurt and I'm sensitive. No, you don't cry anymore. I was telling you yesterday to cry and she's sitting there and she's like, I can't. And I'm like, just let it out. Just just cry. I think I have intimacy and vulnerability issues. Yeah. I'm self-diagnosing myself. You and I are so uncomfortable with each other. She's crying and I'm literally like, bro, I don't know what to do over here, but I'm not giving you a hug. (laughs) I'm like, okay, do you want to get high now? We were on shrooms and we were all having a moment and nobody knew, but when we were doing shrooms, we can talk more about this later, but I was like spiraling hardcore, like very depressed. I was like, I'm going to die right now. I was (laughs) spiraling too. I was like, I'm spinning and the walls are moving and everyone keeps talking. And I just, Oh, you were literally spiraling. Yeah. Yeah. I was spiraling. I was like, I need them, everyone to just either not care that I pass out right now. Or, you know. Like lower the volume, guys. Yeah. I feel like like I could hear them thinking. I got some music on and then the galaxy lights. Like I don't shh it was nice, but Jamie like was rubbing my arm like (laughs) and she was just like, Shh, it's okay. I was like, Oh, this is very soothing, but this I think is the most we've touched in like probably six months. Yeah, yeah. And everyone always asks us, like, when are we gonna fuck? We're not. We're not (laughs) going to. Like the intimacy issues are real here. I'm a runner she's a track star she can run away when it gets hard (laughs) me too though so it's bad (laughs) oh my god we have so much to update everybody on like this is gonna be like the intimate podcast episode maybe less funny well it's still gonna be funny there's gonna be so so much has happened that we just need to get it out so uh get your bongs out light up a fucking blunt and uh listen to what we have to say (laughs) Should we get high before we get into it I am so high. You you should smoke the bong because I just keep taking bong hits. But we're, okay. So we're, we're getting ready for the fully loaded Royce flies in. Yeah. We, it's my birthday. We've been running around all freaking day. We pass out at like fucking midnight after smoking like three caviar gold like cones because they yes. sponsored us going to Fully Loaded and we picked up a bunch of weed from them when we were in Cali and transported it magically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I got tele- I got powers and then, you know, I think of something and I just put it in a place. It disappeared. Yeah. In our living room. It was pretty cool. I was like, wow, there's weed. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> America. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that magically went across multiple state lines to catch the fully loaded festival. It's all a joke, guys. Yeah. Sh- <laughs> this is, I think that it's past the statute of limitations. It's not. <laughs> this was like a fever dream. So we could be lying right now. <laughs> we might cut this in post. <laughs> we were just smoking caviar, <sighs> it was great but we um <gasps> we wake up the next morning we we're supposed to leave at 5 a.m we wake up at 6 30 oh, no. <laughs> i wake up <laughs> in a frantic i'm like guys wait. and it was so fucked because i remember jamie setting like five alarms i heard her so i was like oh okay i'm not gonna set alarms like they're already set, set my we're phone good. alarms and the alexa yeah which i heard none of me either I don't even remember waking up, but anyways, we wake up at six 30 in a fucking frenzy. We're like running around, showering, throwing shit in suitcases. It's a shit show. It's an absolute shit show. It is. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Royce, that this is who we are as people, but it's literally only going downhill from here. (laughs) Because I'm going to tell you, that's why we brought you because if I, I'm like suitcases, Royce. (laughs) Oh, oh, we have, we left something in the car. Royce. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, just, Jamie's brother is smiling because he knows like, that I, we do that <laughs> he's like I know exa- he always gets frustrated so but like, these but, don't but bitching. if the other people aren't our family members they can't get frustrated <laughs> anyways we hop in the car At and we're Atlanta's. way later and so we were going to go out in, to Atlanta that night in Atlanta that night right yeah we drive 10 hours and then go out yeah <laughs> And Which, so, because we were like, OK, we're going to celebrate everyone's birthday and we'll all go dancing and like club. And then we have like a day to recover. And then the festival, because we left on Thursday, the festival Saturday. And so we end up, I mean, the car ride, any man who drives with us knows that it's like 90s girl song <laughs> the whole time or like 2000s, like anything that we can sing to like. Like a thousand miles. I feel like a lot of pop punk. Yeah. Like 2012 music. There's like Adele, Demi Lovato. Yeah. Like we get really emotional. Sam Smith. Yeah. Poor and Royce. Poor Royce is like, he's like, can I put a song on and go straight to rap? And we're like, nope. <laughs> Unless we're in that mood. Cause we go through phases. Yeah. Much like when you eat food and you only eat food f- like the same food over and over for two months. That's what we were doing in the car. We would listen to an hour of one type of music and then switch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's because we also have ADHD. So I'm like, I'm absolutely sick of like singing my throat is burnt from the four blends. we smoked (laughs) on the way. Um, (laughs) It's time to listen to like dance music. We were listening to a lot of Drake. This put your pussy (laughs) is calling my name. That has been my Anthem. Like forever. Now I just go around the house singing that. And yeah. I'm like, Fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's a great song. Oh, uh, it's catchy. It is super catchy. <laughs> what if I just like made a song and I say like four words and then it's just the most catchy tune of those four words. That's like bop. literally sometimes all it takes. That <laughs> is Sometimes Drake's music, like I feel like when he was a rapper, this is a side note, was It was way better. And then his other music, I'm like, what are you saying? This makes no <laughs> sense. And the only reason it's listened to is because you're Drake. Yeah. It's that name recognition. Yeah. But I like, don't know. I missed 2016, Drake. That era. Why does that? Well, ev- I don't know timelines, bro. I have childhood trauma. <laughs> I, I, I block just it graduated out. from college. I mean, high school <laughs> in 2016. Oh, I graduated college. You remind me every day that I am <laughs> so much older than you. <laughs> Weren't you like in? You were in middle school when I graduated high school. Or mm-hmm. I'm in Tyler's year. That, that's why I can't touch her grooming. You know, <laughs> I've known her for like three years. What? Oh God! I need to give her the only safe relationship she's had. Okay, <laughs> with no plans to fuck her. <laughs> okay, back to what we were saying. Uh, uh, what were we saying? I don't know. We're on the way. We get there either way. Emily, <laughs> Emily's a pussy. <laughs> I immediately get the worst. Migraine. Every time we travel, Emily is a pussy. <laughs> Listen, if I get a migraine, I'm not going out because I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. I say drugs and rally. All right. <laughs> you, you get Excedrin. That's you a migraine a that I got to go to a hospital for six hours to get rid of. <laughs> Okay. Well, so she didn't want to go out and I'm like, fuck, I have to go out with Royce alone. I felt a little weird doing that. Cause also like I had a boyfriend cause I don't have one. And we'll update you on that later on. Okay. That's coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Mr. Robo Anyways, Royce and I ended up having a blast. We couldn't find anywhere to dance. It was bullshit. Oh yeah. We didn't get the apartment when we show up. Our our Airbnb was fucked up. It didn't exist. It didn't exist. The guy's like, there's no Airbnb here. And I'm like, you mother lickers, (laughs) (laughs) you fucking lint lickers, you stupid sons of bitches. We were on the phone. Each of us was calling the same apartment complex, like trying to figure it out. We were all on hold. Nobody was answering. People were hanging up on us when they did pick up. The person answering like it was the same person and they were like texting me. So I just had like a random number and they're not speaking like perfect English. And they were like very unresponsive, but then super responsive. And then they're like, here's the new hotel. And I'm like, wait a second, explain <laughs> what the fuck is going on. And then they started blocking our calls. So we started calling from other phones and then they answered. They ended up getting us an apartment. It wasn't the one that we wanted to take photos in. Cause that's why we hired a videographer and photographer was for like content. We wanted to take Instagram content on the trip. So I was fucking pissed because yeah. it was a complete downgrade of an apartment, even though it was a, like a luxury apartment. It just was not like the penthouse that we had booked. No, that one was like super clean looking. Yeah. And this one was like old people with like Renaissance art. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to have like a shirt that says like daddy. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. And it's there's, like old people behind me. Like it's uncomfortable. <laughs> they were, they were aggressive old people. Yeah. It was a weird portrait. It's not what I would have chosen. A really weird art, but... It was beautiful. Either way, you'll see it in the vlog. And Royce and I go out and we get fucked up. (laughs) We, I don't, I think I bought eight Ubers in that one night and it's peak hours of like a Thursday night. (laughs) So those are like $50 Ubers. But I was like, nope, this bar sucks. We're going somewhere else. Cause I was like, it was his birthday and I wasn't having fun. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we should have just stayed at the first bar that we were at. It would have turned lit. And we reacted too soon. I don't know why Atlanta like wasn't exciting. I pictured Atlanta would be super exciting on Thursday, but it turned out it's more exciting in the daytime. There's weird hours. Restaurants are open for like four hours only. And, and there's no like, walk-ins. And there's like, no, it's very weird. Yeah. The bar scene. We also, I was told to go near like Buckhead. I don't know why I was told that. Maybe that was from when I went out with like my ex-boyfriend in college when I went there. And that's where we went out, I thought. Either way, I, then I was told to go to Midtown, and we didn't go. I think we went close to Midtown for, like, one place, but it wasn't lit. It was really sketchy. What the fuck? Yeah, everyone was like, go to this place. It's going <laughs> to be fucking awesome. Like, they dance there. Like, heard it's lit. Like, we're about to go. And then we'd get there, and I'd be like, oh, no. This oh, is no. Not, this is not the vibe. We're also so spoiled living in Miami. Like, I feel like it's always a party here. Going to dinner, there are <laughs> naked women running yeah. around with cones on their titties and sparklers and, like, it's Or they're, crazy. like, flame throwing. They're, it's yeah, insane. They're, they're, they have, like, flames <laughs> everywhere. I, yes, the other day, I saw a dude, and he was in a fat, like, um, Italian, like, man costume walking around to a song while the girls were, like, bakers and shit, and he was, like, a baker? I don't know. And I was, like, what's happening? And then there's just, like, I'm at a club table, and the... The, the clients, all the men buying the bottles are like drink shots and it just changes. And then, yeah, some Miami's girls wild. dress up as mermaids. There's like full blown costumes. The shit's it's Circus Soleil here. Yeah. It's like New Orleans. Like on. A, is that how you say New Orleans? Yeah. New Orleans. New I don't fucking know. Don't, don't ask me. I don't know why I romanticize New Orleans so much. I've never been. I just I feel like I'm going to marry somebody from there. Really? I think it's because I watched Criminal Minds and JJ fell in love with a detective from New Orleans and he just had the hottest accent. And I was like, that's going to be me. <laughs> that was your vision? That was my dream. Well, that was like me seeing Sal from Degrassi. Sav-, Sav from Degrassi. I was like, I'm going to have a Middle Eastern prince husband who's like, I'm gonna, I don't know, or I'm going to like have a rich Dubai husband, but not the Ooh. one that takes me on a plane and makes me fucking eat shit. <laughs> I don't want those ones. I will not be eating Wait, shit for got, any man. I got a DM, I did a questionnaire. Someone asked, they were like, have you ever been, have you ever got the infamous asked to go to Dubai to do mm. whatever? And I was like, why is this a thing? And why does everyone think I'm a Dubai girl? <laughs> do I just have the vibe like that, you that girl shit? she would do it she gives zero fucks wait I was listening to a podcast and I forget which one it was and I forget the guest but they were talking about how she loves anal t- so much to the point where as soon as the dick comes out of her ass she will suck it regardless of if shit is on it or not what a nasty committed bitch I yeah. fucking love it <laughs> like I Respect the know, fuck out no, of the hustle. I think that's <laughs> fucking disgusting. She's gonna get E. coli, but at one point you do have uh, to like admire somebody's level of commitment. Like you just like, love anal that much. You don't give a fuck. But that's why I won't do anal with anyone who doesn't love anal that much. Because like if anything ever happened, I'd so want you're them saying to be you like shit. No, I'm not going to. But I just want someone who like their thing. If we were gonna do anal, their thing is anal yeah like they're just so obsessed with it that they don't give a fuck like the nasty ones sorry I just almost threw up in my mouth like a guy who's just like I would try anal just to like thinks like a spit and then like put it in is enough and it's not guys if you're gonna put your dick up a butt there might be shit on it we had a shit show we end up passing out um we get home I was fucked up. So very hungover the next day. It took us forever to check out. It was just, it was all kind of a shit show. We tried to find a place to eat. So there's nowhere to eat in Atlanta. We're freaking out. Cause honestly, we've been looking for like three hours at this point. We're starving. We're hangry. We finally find, where did we even go? Like this little burger joint kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my God. And the server was such a cunt. (laughs) What a cunt. This dude comes over and I'm like, Hey, like he's like, and he's like, can I get you drinks? (laughs) And The menu is lower <laughs> to us. I'm he like, he's not what? a fan of us. No, he did not like us. I don't know if it was like the cameras. I don't know if it was like whatever I about the camera, but it went, it took forever to get our food. Every time we ordered, he like rolled his eyes. And I was like, what was that? He was just not, he didn't want to be there. He no, was not a fan. He, and he showed it. He showed it. And Lola. I was like, what a bad experience at this Lola. restaurant. Lola. She keeps thinking our um, couch pieces are. Scratch toys. She's not the brightest bulb in the shed. No, <laughs> she, she doesn't is. give a fuck. She's an ask for forgiveness, not permission kind of bitch. You know what? I respect that. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's like multiple things I've done this week that were, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness. I feel like I'm ask for forgiveness. My dad taught me that one. Do you ask for forgiveness? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we I apologize, you know? Yeah. If I, All right. if I fuck up, we just had to message the comics to see if we can do the podcast. And am are really excited. And we are left on red. <clears throat> oh, great. Oh, feels so good. I love rejection, <laughs> rejection at its finest. And, uh, we were like, okay, you know what? Improvise. We went to guitar center and we bought microphones for the camera that hook up so we can do interviews. So we're like, if we're not going to get podcast footage, we're, we're going to get something else. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do, we're going to interview a, the whole fucking tailgating parking lot. Cause this was as Georgia as it fucking comes. It's a bunch oh, of yeah. white people, like rednecks. Like, oh, it was great. People. It was great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but also like, the pot belly. And but very, <laughs> very, yeah. Very George. You would expect, those people at a Bert Kreischer show. Yeah. But, but they, it was fun. It was a lot of it fun. It was so much fun. They were all so nice. Yeah. We ended up doing street interviews outside of his tour bus. So that's going to be like the background. So like, hopefully that's recognizable to anyone in the community's mm-hmm. fans, but the coolest part and the most exciting part, and I was so glad we did this is when we were walking around, like one person would interview somebody and the other person would walk around and get people to be interviewed. And we'd hand <laughs> everyone our business cards that have a QR code that take you right to our Instagram page where you can watch clips. And then if you like the clips, you go to the podcast. And people were like, wait, I know you guys. And we we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this dude was obviously fucked up. We didn't know what he was fucked up on, but it was so fun. He was like, wait, I heard about you guys on Bertcast," And he was just like, you guys are so smart. Like, I'm so proud of you. It was actually really sweet. I was like, why well, can't all of my family be like this for for five minutes. And I think it will be put in the vlog. This man praised us for like growing in a year and how we got recognized and like the shout out on his podcast and like how that's a big deal. And that's exactly how he knew who we were. And now we're here. He was like, you guys are doing it. This is exactly what you should be doing. You, he just mentioned you and you just showed up at his festival where now all of his fans who are core fans will know who you are and that will help build your audience. And I was like, that's why we did it. This guy was Mark marketing. So very smart. He was smart. He was smart. He was a grown, well fucked up a full grown man. He, then he told us at the end of the night, he saw us again as we were leaving. And he was like, I was on shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Cause on, when I'm on shrooms and we have so many shroom stories to get into after the festival, but yeah, we do the festival ended up being the street interviews went great. Like we did Mary fuck kill And everyone's response was to kill mark norman mark norman did not get fucked or married a lot and i'm so sorry i don't think he did once like i maybe no, once there were a couple people who were like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck mark and i was like he just got married they were like ah fuck it yeah but it was all the dudes were like <laughs> even though mark was like the prettiest one of like the bunch they all wanted to fuck joey diaz they all wanted to fuck joey because they were like joey will kill me if i don't like i probably have to fuck him for like money or something they, their responses were so fucking hilarious so definitely Check out our Instagram at Two Girls One Blunt Pod for the clips <laughs> and also on YouTube the full vlog. But can we just talk about how great the festival was? Because the actual show. All right, we got fucking lit. We didn't realize all of the beers that they had at the stadium were like 13% alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so, hammered. So we get drunk immediately. We're like, like so fast. The fourth <laughs> row in from like we're in on in the pit fourth row in for the whole stadium so we had like the dopest seats we're in the diamond of the baseball yeah where everything is it was fucking crazy all of the people around us were just like chilling i love that we could like turn and like have conversations with the people like that's what's cool about comedy is that it brings people together who might not otherwise Want to come together. So like there are people of varying backgrounds now. I don't know why we were stuck with all the the white people outside. (laughs) There are so many. Well, no, because we were with there was, we were with the one black person in the whole festival and he was six, four. So like he stood out and we just like the two redheads in front of us. We were getting looked at left and right. Cause Emily's wearing a fucking leotard. <laughs> that is a man's hairy chest with the nipples. So picture Emily's huge titties, but it you can't from far away. You think she's topless. Yeah. And I'm hairy. And she's hairy <laughs> and she's in a skirt and I forget what I was wearing. I don't even remember. Oh, I was wearing I was just wearing a workout black set. I was like, I thought you were wearing something black. Yeah, just all black, you know, the traditional. But, yeah, you got to <laughs> go with the But, yeah. but yeah, so oh he thing. was behind us the whole time and just like taking note of all the people's reactions, like looking at me <laughs> and Emily. And he would just like tell us all the drama and tea after he's like that person fought with their wife or like yeah. this person was like giving you the dirtiest looks. We need tall people around us because we're not tall. We can't see <laughs> shit. Emily doesn't wear her glasses. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. my glasses like seven months ago. And I've not gone to the eye doctor since. Oh man, we're going to do that this week. But yeah, (laughs) Um, that was the, by far the best comedy show I've ever been to in my entire life. That was fucking amazing. Uh, My cheeks, like literally hurt for days afterwards. Cause it was so fucking funny. Like non-stop laughs. All of the comedians are Brian Simpson, like was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He was a good start. And then there was um, Mark Norman. He crushed it. I heard he got a lot, a really dirty and like he was pushing the boundaries with every single joke. He's oh, yeah. like, I, I'm in Georgia. I guess I can do this. I don't know. Pushing the boundaries of every single joke, but they were all great. So the crowd loved him. Nikki killed it. She came out and took her shirt off. She was so funny. She was like, well, Bert takes his shirt off. So I'm just going to do this whole set in my bra. And then she felt super uncomfortable standing in her bra in front of like a stadium. That's so scary. Yeah. So (laughs) that's confidence. I love it. Yeah. I, I think Nikki is definitely a great comedian to look up to for like female comedians. Yeah. How cool is that? She's just like herself and it's awesome. Yeah. I love her. I love Nikki. Oh, and then you have Joey come on and oh, God, this dirty motherfucker. Yeah. And a lot of people know that like the history where he like shouted me at my only fans out during like the peak of the pandemic, which like helped me get this jump start and like retweeted me, mentioned me on his podcast. I ended up doing a podcast with Lee. I've never seen his comedy like in person or anything. And so like to see him live... Up and close, and he murdered. Oh I could God. not fucking so s- funny. I was dying. It was the most fucked up shit I've it ever so heard in my bad. life. I, I was like, you were like, I will be arrested <laughs> if I laugh at this. But you're just dying because you can't help it. Um, he oh. got a standing ovation. The entire he was so fucking. He good. was so good that he got a standing ovation in the fucking stadium. And then who is it? Shane Gillis has to follow him. Oh. And Shane Gillis, I think is more up and coming. He's the one, wasn't he the one who got like fired from SNL? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I forget why though. He, a joke, he said something about like gay and like, or I think he said a joke and they were like, this is bad. And then they were like, we can't take you. Something (laughs) stupid, like really stupid, but whatever. Isn't he from Boston? I don't know, but he's great. I don't, I don't think so. Oh. He was but so I know a funny. of funny a lot of Boston comedians love him. He comes to Boston a lot. Okay. Or has. But he had to follow Joey. Like, Bert posted a video of him going on stage and was like, you have to follow that. And he's <laughs> like, how the fuck do I follow that? And then he comes out and absolutely murders. Oh, he killed it. He killed it. Like, and it just kept getting better and better. And then you had Bert come out. And then there was uh, this, like, whole show. Like, the halftime, Emily and I were dancing up front. Just fucking partying with a dude we found in the parking lot. His name yeah. was Two-Tone Tommy show. Shout out two-tone Tommy up in this bitch. He was dressed in like full American flag gear, like a mullet. And we did an interview with him. And then we like, everyone we did interviews, like we made friends with if they were in the same section. It was fucking great. That dance party was lit. Carter Um, Cruz, the DJ. Fucking dope DJ. She's so hot. She's so hot. (laughs) She is hot. I DM'd her and I was like, I love you. (laughs) I don't think she got the hint though. It's fine. It's fine. I'll survive. (laughs) um And then is that when Bert comes on after the dance break? There might have been Big Jay Okerson. And- oh, Big Jay Okerson came on, and he is such a good like speaker. Yes, like I, he's like more quiet and tame a little bit as he gets into it, and he like leads you along this journey. And yeah. I was very impressed. It's like he's holding your hand (laughs) as he's talking, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you're just like, you can't help but go with him. Yeah. He would definitely be called like, what is it? Silver, silver tongue. Yeah. Like very good. He has a good voice. Yeah. Just that's something too. I'm like, if you have a good voice for comedy and like like the Boston comic who did well in Boston because of his voice. Mm. He didn't even talk about Bert. He brought his daughter on stage. Oh my God. And told her the fucking machine story. And if you're like a stand-up com- comedy fan, like, you know, the machine story. And he was just telling his daughter this for the first time. She had just turned 18 and he was like, all right, I'm going to tell both of my girls the story. And it, it was made better by the fact that I feel like he was telling it to his kids. Yeah. And there she was hearing it for the first, I, I, there's no way she hasn't heard it or maybe, I don't know. Maybe she avoided it like on purpose. I don't know, but it was so cute, like having his daughters up there and I think they were a little uncomfortable, but. You know, I, for me, if I was a kid, I'd be up there and I'd be in the background doing like handstands. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> putting at me, on a show. Just like I did like when I played baseball. I was out in the fucking outfield doing cartwheels and really? shit. Well, that was no, not baseball. More so when they said I couldn't play baseball anymore and they tried to make me go to softball and I was like, fuck this slow ass shit. No one can even hit it to me anyways. <laughs> so I might as well do something productive out here. Leanne Kreischer actually did a podcast with Georgia, his daughter about the Fully Loaded Comedy Festival and how it felt to be brought on stage. So go check that out. I think that's called Wife of the Party Podcast. Oh shit. And did you listen to that? I did. How was it? <laughs> it was really cool because I had her daughter and one of the daughter's friends. So Georgia his friends about because they were working the festival imagine how cool that is like behind stage like but they're also probably that. used to their dad being burnt <laughs> they're probably used to that so they're probably just like oh this sucks <laughs> whereas like i didn't have a dad so i'm like oh that'd be cool. anything's acceptable <laughs> i'm like can the christians adopt us <laughs> i would love to be their children oh yeah absolutely i would love this to is be our th- plea to be p- out into the universe <laughs> please, please adopt us we love you guys. You're both very funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm very giving. I'll give everyone gifts on Christmas. <laughs> I will accept gifts on Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just need a parent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, God. But the fucking festival was amazing. It was, it, but despite not being able to podcast with anyone, it was probably like the best weekend. So worth mm-hmm. all the money we spent. <laughs> yep. It like, was it was very <laughs> so fucking good. It was so good. And the like places we did stay were dope. Like the last like hotel we got was a two bedroom suite, like hotel. I didn't even know those existed. There was so much space. We gave fucking Royce the king and we took like two beds of our own. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I looked at tickets because I'm a last minute kind of person and I was like, Royce, the tickets are um like $1,500 yeah. out of Atlanta. So it looks like you're with us for another day and you're going to road trip back home and then you're going to fly Heck home yeah. on Monday. <laughs> Sorry, because like, okay. the ticket was like $300 to fly from Miami <laughs> or maybe it was like 500 It was still pricey, but it was way cheaper. Yeah, than 1500 Yeah, so... So he heads back home with us, back to Miami and back to the three cats we have. <laughs> yeah, we just got home. We got high. We decompressed after the whole thing. There was so much. It was literally the best experience so if you get he has a new tour oh yeah the birdie boy relapse tour it's yeah. coming the relapse tour i have <laughs> um, no comment um. but uh um. yeah so i mean it's probably gonna be worth it it might be a bit different vibe that might be more like theaters than like Summer. Fully loaded. I felt like we were on shrooms. It was that. Yeah. Good. Like I felt like I was micro dosing. It was more than just like a comedy show, I feel like. Because it was, it was an music. Experience. It was an experience. <laughs> so. A 10 out of 10 we'll go again next year if he has it yes. I will go to multiple I'll do like a tour with him <laughs> yeah. uh, we're renting out a fucking RV a we're gonna have a whole team we're gonna, gonna be like yeah. people ask us when we we're doing the interviews they were like are you a part of this like oh you're a part of like the Fully Loaded Tour that's so cool how'd you get hired and we're like no we're just here <laughs> and they're like oh Okay. Do we have to put like a? We are not associated with the brand of Fully Loaded by Bert Kreischer. Like <laughs> nothing we slamer. say, nothing we say is representative of the Fully Loaded tour. <laughs> yes, exactly. We, we should have that. <laughs> but no, we. I would literally follow them around. It was so funny. So funny. Oh. Holy fuck! So that was just like that weekend this is going to be a long episode. Make sure to, if you're listening on Apple podcasts to leave a five star written, please write out what you think of the podcast review. We've gone down in stand up comedy rankings and we need to get back up. Even if you're listening on Hayes radio, as the majority of our, the people are, if you could just You know, download podcasts and do it for us because you love us. We'll give you a shout out. Just send us a screenshot on our Instagram. Yeah. At two girls, one blunt pod. We know some of you guys have iPhones. Yeah. You can do this. I believe in you. Yeah. We'll send you a personal video of us smoking if you do it. Something. (laughs) We'll add you in the end of our YouTube video as producer credits. Your (laughs) Instagram handle. Oh, shit. There's so many things we could do, so many options. We'll do it. Not all of us. write a review, please. <laughs> all right. So now here's the moment that you guys have been waiting for. This is going to be like... The fucking drama. The drama. Some of you know and are aware because you do follow us on Instagram, but we have way more li- monthly listeners than people who follow us on Instagram. We're coming for you. <laughs> Just follow us on Instagram because we post a lot of updates. So those people have had the inside scoop of what's been going on in our life this entire time. And one of the big things that has happened... Is Mr. Robo is fucking canceled. It's canceled. He's done for. Get him the fuck out of here. He's he's blocked. Mr. Robo who? Yeah. Mr. Robo who? Bitch. So um, as you know, I was dating somebody and I had a boyfriend, which I don't do and I didn't want to do. And I was gaslit (laughs) into a relationship. Well, yeah, he literally lied about the entire premise of what you started your relationship on. Yeah. So I like everyone knew I was celibate for like basically a year. And I didn't want to date anyone. I was moving to Miami. I had very high standards. And he was like, I can do all of that. He at first, like the first week we met, we were like, oh, I don't want anything serious. But then he started pursuing me and like telling me he liked me and being very emotional and like hanging out with me multiple times a week Yeah, and doing boyfriend shit, doing boyfriend shit, taking me on dates, like all of that stuff. And so we kept talking more about that's potentially like what we're leading to. And I was like, I, and he knew that I will not pursue him. If he's talking to other women, I will not sleep with him. I will not. That's it. That is the boundary. I don't want my body coming in contact with other shit. Get tested first, then we'll fuck. And then we just continue to fuck until I leave. If you can't (laughs) do that for three months, then don't, don't bother me, you know? Yeah. And he lied to me and basically was talking to all these girls. I just found something I just like got a weird sense. I'm spiritual and I'm intuitive. And so I can tell and I grew up with cons. Okay. My mom's a narcissist with BPD and my dad is a con artist. Too like fucking. I grew up with liars. Everyone around me lies. Okay, I'm pretty sure my other family stole an inheritance from me. Like I, I can sense bullshit a mile away. I pick up on patterns so good because I had to protect myself. It's as literally a, kid. a survival instinct where you have to. It's from trauma. It's from trauma. And so like, I learned how to protect myself. I learned how to read people and people have patterns. They have patterns with how they use their phone when they're around you, when they're talking to their friends or when they're, do- when they're maybe not talking or their work, like you just see how they handle their phone when they're doing nothing wrong. And so when you notice them handle their phone, any other way, you pick up on a pattern. And you're like, that's out of place. That's us. So then you start picking up on their other patterns. What are out of place? Why did they act this way? He showed up every single trip, every time I went to his place or here, like with flowers last trip, he didn't have flowers. And I was like, that's odd. Why do you not care to put in that effort anymore? He didn't. I'm even thinking about back to my birthday. Like he didn't put efforts for my cards and Valentine's day. Like I forgot that he literally gave you a card on construction paper. Yeah. For Valentine's day. And, and he was like, I made them. And I'm like, this looks like. Absolute, Are you a fucking toddler? This is trash. And I was really upset, bro. Get on Canva print something out, get it laminated and then give it to her. You fucking stupid bitch. And then he got me an ugly ass necklace that I literally was like, I will never wear this when I looked at it. And I was like, and I feel like I've told him like history that my mom used to get me Macy's jewelry with my fucking birthstone on it and be like, isn't it so pretty? And every birthday I'd be like, no. And she would take it for herself and be like, oops, I guess it's mine now. So she never even bought it for me. That's literally a point of trauma. He definitely fucking knew that and gets me like a heart with my fucking birthstone. He got you a heart? It literally looked like a like a 10-year-old's necklace or something you'd get like from your middle school boyfriend. And okay. I, was, I was like, you're a grown man. I, I would rather you not spend money and do... like." like." I don't know. Or just like you could try much harder. This is a PSA to men. We do not want heart shaped jewelry. No, really don't. No. And we also don't want fake jewelry. So if you're not really going to put in the effort, don't try. There's other things you can do that would make you look better than half assing one thing. Yeah. He could have like set up a whole dinner and had to like set up like he did take me out to dinner and he spent money on me. But like there was parts that just kind of fell through. And I feel like that was like an indicator for me because I set up his whole birthday. I got all of his friends and Mm -hmm. surprised him with a full dinner and a night out and like set up a whole night for him to make sure it was special, like ahead of the time. And like, that's what you do when you care about somebody. And so when he was like, was slacking on in those ways, and there was certain times, like when we would FaceTime, he wore glasses I could tell when I was on FaceTime, his phone would show that and then when he was on messages or Instagram, I could see his phone and there was times where he didn't care if he was just talking to the boys that I could see the text messages. Yeah. And then there were times where all of a sudden he would move very slowly and like start to cover this, the the glass one side of his glasses that shows the phone and then text with like just an eye and I'm like, bro, you're not fucking slick. I, I literally call him out. I go, you're not f- oh no. So I noticed him doing this while we were having like a date night, like a movie night, like to spend time. Cause it was long distance. I noticed he kept doing it. And I'm like, no, Jamie, this is your trauma. Cause your ex-boyfriend cheated on you. And like, you're just looking for that and you're self-sabotaging mm-hmm. and you're thinking it's something. And then I was like, no, I'm fucking smarter than that. And I have a strong ass intuition and I know when someone's fucking with me. So when I, I was like, I'm going to test him, I'm going to not look at him and I'm going to get him used to me not looking at the screen. While we're watching a movie so that he gets comfortable (laughs) with texting and I'm going to give him enough time where he like, where he doesn't notice where I'm like literally not looking. See girls are smart. We fucking read shit and we plan shit and we prepare, but I can see my phone screen and like from the angle, but he can't like see that. I see him out of my perifs so I can see when he starts to like text or whatever. So I let him text for a little bit. Like I'm not going to look and I'm still watching the movie. And when he goes to text again, I like look over and he immediately kind of goes like, he kind of goes like this. And then I'm like, if he moves the phone out, cause I could still see the phone, the text message up uh, in his glasses. I was like, if he moves the fucking phone to hide that part of his glasses, I'm fucking done with this motherfucker. And so- And what did this bitch do? He started slowly <laughs> micro over like 15, 20 seconds covering it. And I go, nah, hang up. He starts texting me and calling me back a bunch and I'm not answering. And he's like, Hey, did something happen? And I'm just like, nah, <laughs> And he was like, and he Immediate was like, cut and off. he was like, wait, what do you mean? And I was like, I go, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> I am cold. You fuck with me. You will know. And I am done. And so I was like, and everyone's like, oh, you should communicate. I always, we always preach communication and really communicating with your partner. But here's what I'm also going to teach you about communication is some people don't respond to communication. They respond to actions and you can communicate your boundaries and what you want all the time, like as much as you want. And that person isn't going to hear you, understand you, or even give a fuck about what you're saying until it's affecting them personally. And so, I was like, I looked at Emily, I was like, I've communicated too much. I'm not even going to say why I'm mad. I'm going to be, I am going to do one of those. I'm going to scare the fuck out of this man. (laughs) And so I did. I didn't talk to him till four o'clock the next day. I had like 40 missed calls and he was like, what's wrong? And I literally was just like, You know what you did. (laughs) You know what you fucking did. That also comes back to respecting yourself enough to know when you communicated and people aren't respecting your boundaries. And if they aren't respecting your boundaries, you have to cut it. Yeah. What ended up happening is he ended up calling me and I answered and I was like, "Okay, that was enough time to like let him sweat without hearing from me. And like, I wasn't posting or anything. Like I was every, <laughs> every time, silent. every time he like Instagram messaged me read like, <laughs> and I was like, I want him to think he's never going to hear from me again because I want him to know, like, I am capable of doing that and will do that. Like, this is like, and you haven't listened to any other form that like, I, that doesn't fly with me. And so he gives me some explanation. I wasn't doing that. Like, I swear, like I, I text looking at the screen. I'm like, no, you didn't. I tested you. He just kept saying the same Thing and trying to explain it logically yeah. and I'm like I already knew so all this stuff had kept happening over the past like six months this is what women do we break up with you in our head emotionally <laughs> before we ever finally break up with you because by the t- like by the time we're done when we actually break up with you we're good like I already did the healing and the processing <laughs> of this relationship falling apart while it was in the relationship and I was giving him chance after chance to kind of like, Builds it up because I didn't know what, if it was my trauma or not. And I had like, let my trauma get in the way sometimes in past relationships. And I was Mm -hmm. really trying to like, do it differently. Like, you know? Yeah. And I ignored my intuition. And now I know I'll never fucking do that because my intuition's always fucking right. I had to get my hair done in Boston that following- week. So I'm like, fuck, I need a place to stay. And I'm like spending so much money for the fully loaded festival. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy another hotel. Cause I also have to buy a rental car to go get my hair done just for this and, and a flight. And so he's like, you can stay here. And I'm like, okay, I'll stay there and we'll be like, good. <laughs> yes. It ended up being like an okay weekend, but I feel like there was some other times where I just like noticed him being weird. We did have a conversation where I was like, I feel like you're talking to other people like blah, blah. And he was like, I'm not and like trying to reassure me, but it wasn't like good reassurance. It was like defensive, logical, like cut, like stop. And I'm like, there's something wrong here. No. And you've, you'd also communicated like how you wanted to be reassured in a relationship. And he just continued to not do that, which showed it really it's, was like an he, issue on his part. He did it enough where it was like consistently enough though, where it was like 75% of the time he would. And then there was some moments where he wouldn't. So that wasn't enough for me to like end it. You know what I mean? Cause there was times where he was a really good boyfriend. It was always when you guys were together. It was always when and we were together, when you were separate, like shit hit the fan always and like, and he was weird. So what ended up actually happening? How did I actually, Oh, I don't know. I pressed him and I was like, I keep I was looking through because this is what I'll do and this is what all girls do. But it's also for me to know if I'm I don't want to waste my fucking time. And if someone's lying to me, then I don't give a fuck about being an FBI investigator, which (laughs) I am. And they should hire me. Girls are fucking detectives. I'm going through his likes. Who's liked his photos and commented going to her page, liking her shit. If she's private, I'm going to Facebook and finding her. If he's, if he's not friends with her, I'm searching her name. Like I was fine. I was going through his Venmo. I'm like, this motherfucker is cheating on me. And I know he is. And that snap score keeps going up, but he talks to his boys on Snapchat. No, Snapchat is the fucking app of cheating no. and hiding shit from your partner and you know what maybe your boy should grow the fuck up too and mm-hmm. get a phone number maybe I don't I'm know. sorry if you are over the age of 21 why the fuck do you need a snapchat you no. don't if and you have a snapchat that's a red you're flag you're a pussy that's a Could fucking red flag every man in this room do you guys get get have a, a snapchat snap- yes every single one of you them you all are whores <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like the memories. Yeah, I said. It for that. That's everyone says it, it's for the like memories that. in my boys. But what you know what it's also for, and what nudes. you're probably doing nudes and talking to girls. So I don't want to hear it. Never <laughs> again will I date a man with a Snapchat. No, absolutely so, not. So we're on fo- on the phone call, and I, things were just weird. And he bought tickets that morning uh, to come to Florida for ten days. The He calls me and something was up. So I just had this weird feeling and I was like, we're on FaceTime and he, he kind of hides his phone again a little bit or just like is being weird. And so I literally was like, you're going to screen your, I was like, you're not fucking slick screen. I was like, screen record your phone right now. I want you to show me every single fucking DM. I want you to go to your DMS and I want you to scroll and open every single fucking one and scroll on screen recording. And you're going to send it to me and you can see him like sweating. He's like, (laughs) and I'm like, and he's like, I was like, don't fucking look away. Like, this is what you're going to do. If you want to be in this relationship and come to my, like, I was like, you're being sketchy and I know you are. So he's like, send it. He's like, I'll send you screenshots of the D of the DMS with the girls. Like there's nothing. He's like, I've been friends with this girl for ten years from, we were, he's like, but then he was saying they weren't friends, but then she lived on his floor. They didn't fuck. But then I was like, she doesn't even follow you on Instagram and you keep liking her recent photos. And you, I scrolled through her photos and you didn't like them for years. So it's only when we started dating that you started liking this girl's photos. I'm a fucking detective. Go ahead and lie to me. Try me. Like what the fuck is wrong with people? So he's, he's just like getting himself caught in lies. He sends me the DM there's no, there's no messages. I was like, so you followed this girl since freshman year of college, eight, 10 years ago, and you don't have a, and your friends, but you don't have a single message. Cause that means when I called you out for being sketchy on your phone and you knew I was coming, you went through your phone and deleted any piece of evidence because you knew I was gonna ask to see your phone. <laughs> That's what manipulators and cheaters and liars do. And I know them cause I've been around them my whole life. So yep. I'm two steps ahead of you, buddy. I I'm like, keep going, keep going. Every girl's message is deleted. Like that's so fucking but, they're, but those girls are engaging with him and his comments and liking his photos. So I know there's communication, there. but at that point, why not just fucking admit it? Like, that's what I don't get. So then, yeah. And then like I'm like, caught. I'm like, have you fucked anyone? And he was like, and he was like, before we started dating, I fucked somebody. And I'm like, when, before we started dating, he was when you moved from my, to Miami in September and you left and we decided we weren't going to do it. I go, no, we decided we weren't going to do it. And then we spent the weekend together and you told me you were upset about me leaving and you wanted to pursue me and grow into a relationship. And I told you, I didn't want to sleep with anyone, you to sleep with anyone. And we were just gonna be like, we were gonna try to like do this and see if it's a good fit, but focus on each other. And you chose to fuck somebody. And he was like, I just didn't know if it was like what I wanted and then I fucked her. And it, then I realized you were the one I wanted and that's why I asked you to be my girlfriend. And I'm like, who is it? Who Who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> who, who, was, who did you fuck? Who's this bitch? You guys want to know the kicker. You want to know what really grinds my fucking gears. The ultimate kick in the teeth. Not even the kick in the teeth. It's like for me, I laugh because I think I'm spiritual and I think the universe is so funny. I think it's real. like this is comical. Her name was Jamie. (laughs) So So, you already got a Jamie. Why you got to fuck another one? I moved and the universe sends you a girl in your DMs like named Jamie. And it's like, here's the test. Do you, which one is the karmic one that you're going to have a one night stand with? And which one's an actual good person who will love you and care for you and like be what you wanted, you know? And he just gave in. And so the moment he said that I literally go, yeah, we're broken up. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, he's like, that was before we dated. I go, you lied to me and you broke my boundaries. And I told you, I don't fuck with that. So therefore I can't be in a relationship with you. We're done. I'm like that. You ruined it and you're done. And I'm like, cutoff game is so fucking good. We, have, we haven't spoken. I removed him off everything. I blocked him for a little bit and I decided to unblock him, I think this morning <laughs> because I was like, why would I <laughs> bitch. not let him see my rise to success? I honestly want, I hope I show up one day and he doesn't realize on his like for like his explore page. And then he just sees me crushing life and he's in the same fucking spot, miserable and doesn't know how to treat a woman. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> So yeah, he's canceled. And ladies trust your intuition because those little things that we pick up on, those are sometimes it's not anxiety. Sometimes it's actually, you know, the fear. And I think a lot of us are afraid to speak up for ourselves and stand up for ourselves because we don't want to lose it because that confrontation means we might end it. And a lot of people aren't ready to accept the fact that they need to end something. A lot of people aren't ready to be alone. I think is the primary reason behind why they aren't ready to end it. Speaking as somebody who wasn't ready to be alone, like, but sometimes you just got to fucking go. And if you're not respecting yourself in that situation and standing by your boundaries, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Cause you're not growing. You're not working on yourself at all. No, I think a lot of us want to recreate, you know, the trauma that we had maybe with our parents or our first love or like friendship or whatever. You meet somebody that like reminds you of them and you're like, oh, this is where I can do it differently. And it you feels know? And so, good. It feels like home. It feels like safe, but that wasn't safe. That wasn't safe. It wasn't safe and healthy for you. So like, it's like you hold on to that relationship or like, For too long and you stay in a relationship that's disrespecting your boundaries and disrespecting your needs when you like the whole point of this journey and us figuring it out is like getting self love and not allowing people to do that because the peace and freedom that you have when you only are surrounded by good people, because that's like, you know what I mean? I'm only surrounded by good people now and when they're bad, they're out. Cause I don't want to affect that energy. I care way too much about my peace and my happiness. And I worked way too hard for anyone to come in and give me the slightest ounce of disrespect. Like if you're not worshiping the ground I walk on as a man and like treating me, then you're not appreciating me and all my essence, Mm -hmm. you know? Because we also we're like very much givers. So we're asking for a lot because we give a lot. We also give that obsession that like, Oh, like I, I want to love somebody the way that I want to be loved. And that's what everybody does. Oh, I'm romantic as fuck. Yeah. You'll get notes and I'll like fucking paint you something. And I'm like good with parents and I'm great with mm-hmm. kids. Like there are a lot of things Like I'll cook. Like, even if I don't like cooking because I like <laughs> you, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like there's, we make sure we bring that and we bring our own to the table. You know, that's why I'm always like, Oh, like, frustrated, especially you hear like on fucking men's podcasts and they're like, oh, women expect guys to bring all this to the table, but what are they bringing to the table? And it's like, what we're expecting is also what we bring. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's crazy. Cause I set those boundaries like very like all the time and reaffirmed them. And there was many opportunities where things went wrong, where like I, he could have had the chance to came out. Like if he told me before he asked me to be his girlfriend, that he had fucked a girl, this could have been a different conversation mm-hmm. because you were honest. Yep. I understand that it takes courage to fucking be real with somebody and tell them something that like might hurt them and be like, Hey, I but fucked he didn't, up. He didn't want to tell it. He did not want to tell me because it would hurt me. He didn't want to tell me because it would hurt his chance to continue to have access to me. hundred percent. And that's why 100%. people fucking lie. And yeah. I'm like, and that, if that's who you are as a person and that's your like core traits, like gross. Like you are an unhealed person. Oh Cause sometimes God. like, so, I think the best way that you can actually just like be, I don't know. I try to like live in love in all aspects with how I like treat people. And you have to let people go sometimes and take that like hit take the yourself. Ass. If you're not able to give that person what they're asking for. And especially if the person is asking for a solid foundation in a relationship. And if you're going for a committed relationship, you're hoping for the long haul. Why the fuck would you start on lies? Lies That's what what he was doing the whole time. He's like, this is for the long haul. Like I'm, we're figuring it out if it's for the long haul, but that's my goal. Like, so I don't know. But you had already committed. He was figuring out. And that's where it wasn't fair. Yeah. And it's so funny because all of a sudden every single one of his friends, his college guys, his high school friends, his core Boston friends, his family members, they're top of my stories. They've been watching all of it. And I spilled all the fucking tea (laughs) on my Instagram, on Instagram live, on my stories, because I'm tired of these people. Like, abusing me and disrespecting me and turning around. Like they're the victim to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like that I did something. Cause it's really easy to twist like my life to be like, Oh, well she was always out with dudes or like whatever. Like, no. But so also if you know you, you also yeah. know you're committed and you wouldn't do shit like that just because you have to go out and network. And the funniest part is, uh, the, one of the girls I asked him about, she has been watching all of my stories So she's definitely been keeping track of you. So I'm like, did, did, were people talking to him and knew of me? And then like, why are you creeping? I don't know. I'm like, also, if you have any questions, just DM me. Right. I will tell you whatever the fuck you need to know. I don't care. I don't want him back, but I don't know. I think that is funny though. I know I do too, Oh but this what is going fucking... to be a two part episode. And I think that uh, the next part of this is going to be how the universe is also funny and the crazy <laughs> two weeks that Emily and I have had lots of men, we lots of money, lots of <laughs> shrooms, <laughs> lots of shrooms, <laughs> lots of food, lots of everything. Oh. So we're going to take a quick break and then thank God. Cause I have to pee. Okay. All right. We'll be back next week. Make sure you leave a five-star review. We love Thank you. you. Love you, daddy.